Orchestra Podcast. Welcome back. This is the Lasseter Orchestra Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Max. And today, we have a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, my name is Mo Winograd. Some of you might know me as Mr. Mo from way back in the day. The GOAT. <laughs> yeah, all the seniors. Um, you guys will remember when Mr. Mo taught the class two years ago? Uh, yeah, it's been about two years. Yeah, it about was two, two years ago? <laughs> yep, it's been two years. I just yep. aged yep. two years. Oh, oh, yeah, I think I just got a couple more wrinkles. <laughs> oh. But um, anyway, um, Mr. Mo, um, I'll just call you Mo, but <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you do? Yeah, so I am a professional double bassist in Atlanta, and currently, actually, I am a full-time student at Kennesaw State uh, getting a Master's of Social Work and Master's of Business Administration. So completely outside of music. All right. So I think let's just dive right into our topic today. Um, just like how your music education in high school and middle school translated into your music education in college, and then once you got into the professional world, what that looked like for you. So why don't you just start from first time you started playing the bass. First time. Interested in music, I guess. Okay. So uh, I was very fortunate that I had parents who valued music education. So they made me do piano lessons at the age of four. Very, very young. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then around fourth grade, was when they started showing us like orchestra instruments and band instruments because we had elementary school orchestra and and this was over in Fulton County so yeah go Fulton <laughs> um, and th- let's see I saw the bass I, j- I fell in love immediately I think it was just the absolute size of it as a kid yeah. which mm. is so mm. impressive and I didn't understand what it was so I had to just figure it out um did that, had lessons, and did youth orchestras, after school orchestra stuff, and did Allstate, like did everything all throughout college as well. Uh, went to doing a conservatory up in Boston, which is just a music school. So if you go to school, usually you have to do like math, science, history, other subjects. This was just music. So it was very intensive and extremely hyper-focused on just music, music history, anything that relates to music. Um, and while I was there, I actually got music education, uh, I guess like a minor, I guess would be the term for it. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was a dual degree or not. They didn't really explain it to me. But when I graduated, I had music education experience under my belt. And when I left, when I came back down here, I was teaching, uh, you know, privately and gigging around. And definitely the experience I got in high school was really what translated into the professional world. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. Like, Uh, how old were you when you started um, playing the bass, like you think? Was it like middle school or so like? Well, fourth grade. Fourth grade. So that would be just a couple of years. Eight or nine, something like that. So a couple of years earlier than just like what most people in our right. class started playing. For y'all would be like sixth grade. Yeah. Right. Well, he started. Like, well, like, you started yeah. like tenth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started um, in tenth grade. I, I do remember the early days of you playing. Oh, let's not think about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for us at the time, we did have elementary school music which was a significant change when I hit seventh grade, they got rid of it because of funding cuts. Mm. And that happened across many counties in Georgia. It wasn't just Fulton, it was tons of them. And let's see, if I started two years later, this would be my 20th year, but it's now like 22 years playing bass. It's been a long time. Oh yeah, Yeah, pretty much my whole life. That's cool. So like, um, when you were in high school, were you, or like, yeah. I guess late middle school or whatever, mm-hmm. what were you, were you planning on kind of going into music school, like making the bass your thing? Not a bit. No, I, I loved it. 
Um, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was interested in lots of things. Um, definitely interested in not going to school. <laughs> but I, the biggest thing though was I wanted to see what it could take me. And I, I just had no idea. Um, I'm the only person in my family who did pursue music as a thing. Um, my family's just, they're all over the place, what they do. They usually are related to business or lawyers or something to do with logistics and other random stuff that has nothing <laughs> to do with anything. But um, yeah, I was only pursuing music, so I had no idea where to go. I had no blueprint, so I kind of just followed it. And it took me to way too many different places than I was expecting, but I had no idea it was going to be like, I'm going to be a bass player. And I think I decided that in around like 11th grade. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, were you just like, did you want to go to a music college or were you just kind of like looking at other colleges like, oh, I might pursue a music major? Because a lot of people in orchestra, they still want to keep playing their instruments, especially mm -hmm. in the upper classes. So they just mm -hmm. want to keep playing their instruments in college. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a significant difference between like a conservatory and then like, you know, getting a minor or like a double major in college. Right, exactly. So, my original idea was to go to a school that had both music and something else because I figured in case music doesn't work out, I can do something else. Um, but when the opportunity presented to go to one of the best music schools, I figured why not? And I learned other things there. Like I took a class on natural disasters. And I learned about like how music affects the brain, that kind of stuff, but nothing that was like concrete, like, oh, I'm taking a class on literature or a class on I don't know, nuclear physics. Yeah. yeah. But, um, probably yeah. Probably the best. <laughs> yeah, probably. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was definitely a uh, massive change going from, like, a normal public high school to just music school. Just, like, orchestra class? like Essentially orchestra day. class all day long, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, no. no. <laughs> I could not. I'm, I'm just not built like that. Oh, don't worry. There's also theory classes, too. Oh! And solfege. Oh, I love it when my brain melts out of my ear. That's my oh. favorite part when, when oh, I yeah. look at theory. I mean, like, it's just <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. it's a matter of pre-calc doing that or, you know, music theory. I'd rather do music that. theory yeah. then. I hate pre-calc. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to the day when I no longer have to use sine, cosine, and tangent. Oh, but oh. you're about to use it for four more years, Max. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And wait until you get in the music world. You have to use it all the time. No, 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 there's no way. <laughs> oh, to find this note, you have to yeah. go to the unit circle and then you have to mm -hmm. find the tangent of... Yeah, no, no, I'm just I kidding. Cry. No, no. <laughs> I mean, we do have like the, what, the circle of fits. That's our only circle that's we the, got. That's, that's it. it. That's it. It's the only, only circle, circle we got. Yeah. Find the tangent of the circle of fifths. I would cry. No, no, I, I'm very thankful we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But yeah, what no. was like, um, do you remember what your schedule was like, just like, what your classes you had like yeah. from like a um i guess year to year basis you think in college yeah in college oh yeah sure um in college would have been like orchestra in the mornings and then usually like a theory class or solfege class and then um let's see what else i had i had a jazz class at one point That's where fun. yeah it was a lot of fun but it was jazz for non-jazz majors uh, so it was it's essentially trying to teach jazz for dummies oh yeah jazz <laughs> for dummies exactly yes yeah. so, first jazz exactly yeah it was just doing the bare minimum in jazz so if you want to play you know very basic stuff in jazz music that's what it was it was great but it was just kind of touching the surface even though i did do jazz band in high school it was very different like it was just like this is called a seventh chord. Whoa. I know. It was very progressive of them to do mm -hmm. so. So it was it was intense. It was a little too much for my mind. But I managed. Um, also took a class on the history of Bach. I took a class. Uh, a whole class devoted to Bach. Devoted to Bach. I, and I took good. one on Beethoven's opera that he wrote called Fidelio. There's a whole class on Fidelio? Just one thing. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very myopic thinking, which is right down to this thing. But they explore other things that are related to it that are... You could say tangent to it, if you will. No. <laughs> no. Wait, wait. Question about that. Did you, sure. like, play the music, or did you just learn about it? We did both. Okay. So we okay. would learn about the history of the music, and then we also play some of it. That's so we would cool. have, like, presentations where it's like, oh, could you play 
this figure from this Bach piece. And so we have to play it. Oh, that's cool. And so I'll play it on the bass or we have to do some stuff on piano. Like we would have piano classes. We have to play this stuff too. And a big thing was they're also, it's called um, counterpoint, which is essentially where you have a melody that then leads into another melody, which then leads into another melody. And they all kind of go against each other and they start forming melodies on top of melodies on top of melodies. And it sounds like a beautiful blend of music eventually where it's all these chords kind of intermixing with each other. And we would have to play certain parts, especially with the piano, we had to do that for piano class. It was great. Um, but they also do, because we have vocal students there, we have opera students, they would teach languages. So I took like Italian and German while Ooh. I was there. Oh, are you an opera yeah. student? Are you gonna sing that for us? No. <laughs> That's a great question, you but speak no. some German for us? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, is Nick sehr gut? Uh, it's but um, the problem was though, my focus at the time was not in school. My focus was on, you know, having a good time in college and like, hey, let's let's party, like sort of the romanticized view of what college is supposed to be when you get out of high school. It's like, oh, I'm going to like, eh, I'm not gonna do homework as much. I'm just gonna like do whatever I want. And it started catching up when I started taking language classes because I couldn't oh my speak gosh. it when I left. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to speak these languages now, right? It seems kind of weird. It's like, I, I can't speak Italian. It's well, like, I mean, how I many should... years did you take? I took a full year Italian and a full year German. Okay, yeah, no, it's, you're not. It, it takes more. You take, it takes a lot But it, it is like conversational mm -hmm. language. So we should know at least how to speak some sentences mm -hmm. here and there. And I couldn't do anything. And it was like, oh, I'm not retaining this information. Okay. So that was where my language study stopped. And now I'm a fan of Duolingo, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that was, all, it was a majority music classes until I did music education that was focusing on education classes, which were very, very different. And... I was fortunate enough to study with supposedly the first music educator at a college level in the country. What? First one. Yeah. Huh. Uh, his name is Larry Scripp up at New England Conservatory or NEC. And absolutely brilliant man. He knows exactly what he's talking about and he could teach anything to anyone. Um, I'm not sure who has seen Wolf of Wall Street, but there's the quote of, sell me this pen. Oh, he would sell you the pen, but he would do it in a fun way, and then you would learn everything about that pen before he sold it to you. How old is he? Now? Oh, gosh. He's like the first um, one in the country. Like he's be. probably in his late 80s, early 90s by now. Yeah, he, he's, he's up there. But, I mean, he was super healthy. He's, he's so with it. Like, he knows what he's doing. Um, I don't know if he's still teaching, though. I fortunately have lost contact with him. Aww. So I'm not sure if he's still there. I'm not sure if he's still alive, unfortunately. But I, I assume he still is. I haven't seen any news about it but uh fantastic teacher and his writing is still out there so if anyone's interested larry's script highly recommend it but um yeah that's pretty much all my classes how did um orchestra in college like differ from orchestra in high school like what was the Ooh. experience like okay first off if you think you have close relationships with your friends now in this orchestra it is very true that they're your best friends because you always have that mutual bond of orchestra when you get to college, it's even more so because you guys went to school to do music. Like, you got rid of everything else in your life to just play this instrument. So it's like, oh, you like the bass this much that you would sacrifice the rest of your life for it? Oh, so do I. Oh, so no way. Have something yeah, exactly. It's uh, like, oh my God, I absolutely love Bartok. Oh my God, me too. Like, <laughs> I have all the symphonies. Oh my God, me too. No way. It's like, it's that level of insanity where you just have that deep connection with someone immediately because of this mutual bond in music that you really don't find in other places besides the orchestra room. And there is also band kids we get to play with. You guys play with band kids occasionally. Like okay, when we did we do it like symphony concerts. First time was this year. First time was this year. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. So when you play with them, it's a very different experience, right? There's a lot more volume coming oh out from behind. Oh my gosh. So much, yeah. Low brass kids out there, you guys are great. Um, Whew. Being in front of you <laughs> is, uh, yeah, does anyone have any earplugs? It's like a wall <laughs> yeah. of sound just pushing. It's just so much air being it's pushed out crazy. towards you. And when you're, you know, the concert master or the conductor or anything, you are pretty far away from it. So you don't think about how that volume affects your playing. So like, it definitely makes me think about music very differently. But the huge difference, yeah, was playing with like band kids, orchestra kids, and also pianists. We did get to play with professional piano players who were there, um, you know, showcasing can I play with an orchestra and also do solo stuff too. 
Uh, plus, we got to play composer, uh, composing students pieces as well. Ooh, so we got really a blend cool. of all the different things. Yeah, in case we would have mixed concert where we play with the jazz students or. Um, our school also had contemporary improvisation, which is kind of like a catch-all for anything that's not jazz and classical music. So if you do blues, or if you do electronic music, or if you do classical Indian music, or Tuvan throat singing, like anything, oh, it's, it's awesome, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a super, it's yeah, like it's, it's amazing, right? So they would have majors for that. It would be under that umbrella, but we would all do like mixed concerts together, and it was awesome. Like I love the experience of it. Um, but that was the big difference. We still had to get up super early to go do everything. We had to be there by 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, which is, I mean, it's a great wake-up call where you have, again, trombone players blasting you from behind. You're like, I need that. Thank you. Yeah, it's, just, the, it's the best caffeine you can get. It's like, what, yeah. 9 a.m.? Just like watering, uh, and then baller five, the trumpets will just... Burn. Yeah, exactly. It's right like, oh it's right in your face. Yeah, it's still perfect. better than what we have now, Nick. Oh, yeah. like, we both... Mm. I wake up at, like, 6. 6.30. Ooh. Oof. Like yeah, it's not that hers. bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, and I lived a block away from campus. Uh, so, okay, like, our, our campus had three buildings. Mm-hmm. It was very small. But, like, I live in an apartment down the street from it, essentially. So, I could wake up at 8.30. You just walk. Wake up and, at 8.30. And I'll walk there. Get your base loaded on your back. And just <laughs> hike uh, I, down I, the street. Essentially, yeah. I would uh, <laughs> load into the rickshaw and, like, go down the cobblestone tree. No, no, no. <laughs> no, our bases, we were lucky. We have, kind of like here, how you guys have the bases stored here. Yeah. We would have lockers. Oh, and what if you wanted to practice, though? Well, you can take them out. You can take them home. It's not oh, okay. like the school's base. It's our bases. They just have storage for us because, again, this is Boston. Uh, I'm not sure who has been to Boston. I, don't know if I would never go to Boston. Okay. It's a smart idea, <laughs> especially at this time of year. Uh, apparently, this week is supposed to get down to the negatives. Yuck. Oh. Yeah. Yuck. yeah, and there's not even snow, so it's not even pretty looking. What? It's just cold. Uh, it's just Britain. Uh, essentially, yeah. Really cool. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, I think it's mint. That's what they say. It's mint. <laughs> it's mint. Yeah, it's mint. Um, but yeah, it, it was is it definitely a benefit being so close because then you wake up and you can just walk right there to school. Yeah, so. and then the conductor can go by and he can like see which bases are in the lockers mm-hmm. and he's like, he's not practicing. He's yeah, not exactly. practicing. Yep. He's not practicing. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah, and the, oh, don't worry. The teachers can tell when you don't practice, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. In case you guys don't know this by now. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just <laughs> yeah, about to ask definitely. what the um, rehearsals are like. Um, oh, yeah. So these are three-hour rehearsals. Three hours. Three hours. Yeah, nine to noon. We get, nine we get noon. like, okay. So I like it's two and a half hours. Oh, okay, that's better. Oh, that definitely. Uh, is better. A, a little bit better. So you still have time to go to bathroom breaks. You can talk to your friends in the breaks and that kind of stuff. But it was a majority of playing essentially for about three hours, and then at noon you have to run a class. Like it was nonstop music, oh and then gosh. run a class, which was like a block away. So yeah, it was a lot of Jeez. intense music. Followed by a lot of intense theory and solfege and just everything. Yeah, it was amazing. But um, the rehearsals, though. So in high school, they usually give you real music when you hit like the chamber level or like uh, I forget. So you guys have there's like ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Uh, no, it's right. more like we have it's what we have chamber, chamber, symphony, and then concert. We have three. Just three now. Okay. Yeah. So, so and it's like a mixed group of all of them except for the. Um, Symphonia freshman group. It's just freshmen. Gotcha. Okay. So the freshmen still there. Okay. Yeah. So at that level, they have the same thing where they have like different levels of the orchestra. Um, but when you get there as a freshman, there's like a essentially like a freshman sophomore orchestra. So kind of like concert is here. Um, but usually at concert freshman level in high school, they usually give you kind of watered down music. It yeah. could still be Beethoven, but it'll be like Beethoven rewritten by Richard Meyer. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he, we everyone in loves Vier- Inverno yeah. or Invierno or whatever Inf- it was last Inverno, yeah. That was the, the Vivaldi like rewrite. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. So that's usually what happens in high school is that they give you music that's close to it, but is like someone arrange it for high school level. Because we know a lot of students out there try their best, but some of them just don't have the skills to playing the professional music. It's just so significantly hard to do so. It was even hard for us in college. Like we struggled with it. It was a great learning experience, but oh man, that music was insane. And so for y'all in high school, when you hit chamber, that's when you start playing that real music. And it was the same for us when we were in high school. We had chamber orchestra. And over at Johns Creek High School with uh, Mr. Kim, in case any of y'all have ever heard the name before. Mm-hmm. I know him. Interesting he's, legacy. He's the one that did, um, what was it? 
Yeah. This Spartacus? Maybe. Uh, he, sure. he did like yeah. this really awesome Spartacus thing at like some game mm. where they like actually like threw a spear or something. What? It was crazy. That's awesome. Okay. At least I'm I'm pretty sure that's the guy. Possible. If not, you're just giving him a free shout out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shout out to that guy, <laughs> Mr. Kim. The supposed Spartacus. Yes. Supposed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he has same thing. Like same where it's like highest level, like middle level, lower middle level, and then like lowest like entry level. And um, the highest level, we were playing professional stuff. And we would go out and like, we would play concerts at retirement homes or like we played at um, Universal Studios one year. Really? Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, we would travel with it. So we got those opportunities and it showed like, oh, we're actually playing real music now. And when I got to college, I was like, oh, that was real music. And then it got even harder and then harder and then harder. And it just like, it wouldn't stop. It was like a barrage of intense, challenging music. So any um, pieces in particular that you remember, like, have a fond or very unfond memory of, like, some stories? Of course. Um, <laughs> so I'll give two. So the biggest, craziest piece we ever played was Beethoven 9. Really? And I'm sure you guys, oh, yeah. Cause it, oh, because it has the huge choir and everything. Huge choir, so yeah. And so to coordinate orchestra. everything within it is a lot. And the piece is about an hour long, oh. the full piece. It's, it's insane long. We did the whole piece. Beethoven 9. Beethoven 9. So do you I, know Ode to Joy? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I just don't know the yeah. Beethoven numbers. Oh, okay, yeah, so like, Beethoven 9 was his last full symphony. Oh, What's okay. really, yeah. I, like, the first mm -hmm. time I listened to it all the way through, because I'm used to mm -hmm. hearing the, the Ode to Joy, and I'm like, oh, it's, like, really happy. And then I listened to the first movement, and it's like, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. And I was like... <laughs> yeah, very, so, very different. Yeah, exactly. So when you think about when you're hearing it, it's very different. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you watch basketball. Yeah. You're like, oh, I could totally do that. I could totally <laughs> dunk. And it's like, oh, no, I can't dunk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very different experience when you actually start playing it and you're thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be way harder than I ever thought it was going to be. And I actually had my base at the time. Uh, for those who know my base, it's a massive piece of wood. I love it, your base. It, it's a tree, essentially. Yeah. It's the best. It's amazing. I still have it. So it is very big. Yeah. <laughs> um, my base at the time was in the shop, so I had to use the school's base, and it was a five-string base, like an upright oh, five-string. That's base. a Ugh, thing. I've that's never a seen it. It's a thing. Before. Yep. Oh so what's the bottom string? The bottom string is a B. Ew. Yeah. Oh, oh, grow up! It's, it's amazing. Gross. It's amazing. It's like well, no, I, I've played okay. I've it, played five-string yes. bass guitars. guitars. Those are awesome. Yeah, it's the same. But like, I just couldn't having. It, 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 it's a lot it's a lot um so when you guys go home tonight look up any orchestra in europe especially like vienna philharmonic berlin philharmonic look at the bass section most of them have five string basses oh really really it's very common because you either have a fifth string like a b or you, or you have a c extension yeah which I, I assume y'all have seen yeah. yeah most orchestras here in the u.s i feel like we c have extension. c extension yeah exactly that's way more common um and so i had a five string at the time playing beethoven i very intense, scary, played it. And at the time it was actually the Snowmageddon for those really? in Atlanta. It was that same time wow. my parents were supposed to come visit and they got stuck. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it was, it was a whole thing. Um, but it was a great concert, it was amazing. The other one was we played a piece called the Three Cornered Hat. I do not remember what? the composer. Yeah, it, it's a, supposed to be some like type of show piece. I do not remember the composer, unfortunately. So. Uh, if you guys want to look it up later, uh, please tell me the answer. I don't remember it off the top of my head. But um, uh, we played it with this guest conductor who, he was something. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and when he got to a certain part of the piece, he stopped. And we had to go back to the beginning and restart the whole piece. But why? Yeah. We don't know. In front of a like, live he, he just, so. yeah, in front of a live Oh, my god. The performance stopped and we went back to the beginning. And it was like we don't do this like th this is so bizarre wait so we like, don't know how to react yeah. wait so like you guys like messed up and then he was like back to the beginning he essentially I, yeah and that it happened another time in a different show but it wasn't because of the conductor this was because of the conductor and he just like he messed up a conducting part and everyone started getting off and he had to just cut us off how far into the piece were you piece is probably like i think it was like 10, 15 minutes long, so probably about like five minutes. So we're like a third of the way through. Yeah, and it was just bad. Yeah, it was very bad. So, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, if, if I see that connector again, uh, I'll be sure to record it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that those are like the two memorable pieces for very different reasons. But um, 
and when I first got there, it was the Mahler Festival. So you talk about Mahler Five. Oh yeah, Mahler. Yeah. Um, and so I played so much Mahler when I first got there, and that was an amazing experience. But but like also still, it's like yeah. as a college freshman being thrown into it, having to play a Mahler symphony. Mahler Two was my first one. I had to go in there, which was in, in very very intense. Was the resurrection? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was that's cool. I actually, yeah. um, mm -hmm. me and Max are in a dramatic writing class, mm -hmm. and Ooh, so okay. nice. for um one of our projects, we had to do a like multi-genre research project to mm -hmm. do a month too long of just research on a topic right i chose yeah. mahler and specifically mm -hmm. his second symphony mm. and i did a yeah. whole long nerdy analysis of like everything and like nice, nice. stuff okay. so like oh, yeah that's a good one yeah we're, it's, we it's were both dweebs for that project. <laughs> <laughs> we did I, I chose like samurai nice from, like okay. the period i did like this uh this drawing it was like supposed to be mm -hmm. a children's book of like this mm -hmm. samurai um committing seppuku Ooh, nice and okay. it was I mean, like like this little like you know. i had to like yeah. draw like the organs and everything what? and i did it like digitally like i put effort into it too the teacher was oh, like yeah. <laughs> why'd you do this i mean I, I asked her if it was okay first and then she's like that sounds awesome yeah and then i did it and Oh. I got a hundred on that part of the project. Oh, uh, okay, there you go. Yeah, I, I was concerned that you were going to fail because of nah. just the regret. <laughs> Honestly, like, I hope no like lit teachers or like writing teachers are watching. But like, if you ever have a project <laughs> where you have to draw something, like, mm -hmm. I just put in a little bit of effort, and then it's like they just just like impress them with drawings, and you always yeah. get one hundreds. I don't know why. It's because like they work in the world of words. They don't use a lot of drawings. They important. should pick yeah. up a comic book, maybe. Uh, They'd be really surprised. How dare you? I, I don't know, man. Picture I, I, book. That's too too far for them. <laughs> it's not not enough words in there. Not enough words. Oh, yeah. he should try reading a uh, Hunter Hunter. Oh my God. Hunter Hunter. Oh, what's it's that? like it's this a... manga, and like mm -hmm. the the author's really old, and he got sick, mm -hmm. and so towards like the point, towards like the end mm -hmm. of it, it's still not finished. Mm -hmm. It just like he added more and more words onto the page until the point where like it's a comic book, but it's like paragraphs and like two tiny little drawings. And I read <laughs> I all of it. I went oh, back wow, and okay. I tried to read that and I was just like, mm -hmm. I'm reading a chapter book right now. Like why? It I... was so <laughs> painful. And like, I thought, cause he went on hiatus and then he came back recently. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, he's better. He's not going to do that. The mm -hmm. most recent chapter was like random characters talking for like five pages. And it was just paragraph. I, I wanted to, I will bear with it for the cool fight scenes. But that's oh, it. there you go. <laughs> Anyways, we don't need to talk about it. Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Okay. You don't. But, no, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't even heard a Mahler Symphony live. I imagine it's like a super, like, power, especially with two. They have the choir in the background. Exactly, yeah. And the notion set forth by Mahler was, I want to introduce a bigger orchestra. I want more sound. I want more people employed. I want to make sure that people are leaving my shows with ringing in their ears. And he did it. Uh, <laughs> usually the minimum for his orchestra shows was like eight bases minimum. Dang. Yeah. And like always the horns um, and woodwinds. So usually when they play, their instruments are down at their feet. Um, not down their feet. Sorry. But when they're playing, the bell or the sound comes out is pointing downward. He says bells up. So you have to play like this. So essentially it's like you are like normal posture and the bell are now facing the audience so it's that much louder. Wow. So it's so much sound coming out from the orchestra. And I don't know if he was just being a rambunctious 20 year old or something or- Rambunctious dude. I mean, he was yeah. rambunctious. I learned was, about yeah. him in my research project. He almost got expelled from conservatory. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. He was the first punk. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to blow everyone's ears out. Like, uh, it's just enough. Green Day yeah. before Green Day. That's true. Yeah. I think the first punk would be Mozart though, <laughs> because he transcribed a piece that was a sacred thing from the Pope mm -hmm. that was not supposed to leave the grounds of the church. Oh yeah. And he transcribed it. Right. He's like, oh yeah, I listened to it one time. I got it. And he took it outside the church and played it. Oh my god. And he was immediately brandished as like, uh, oh my god, you're a heretic. How dare you do this? You broke church rules. So I think the first punk will probably be in music would be Mozart. Did you also hear about his um, lovely choir piece? The oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, oh, what's the title? Practice of it? your German. Oh, this would be, it's like, uh, it's like in Dame Fart or something like that. No, it was Fart. the other one. The Which one? Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So 
There are two pieces then. You <laughs> <laughs> could go on and on. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that one. I'll have to look that one up. Um, it's fun. And it's yeah. the worst part is that it's like it sounds really pretty and it's like sung mm-hmm. by like choir boys. And then you look at the lyrics translated. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Doesn't he like write like super stupid lyrics? And they're yeah. like super like vulgar and stuff like that. And it, he yeah. wrote it like for his buddies and stuff like that. That's okay. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's the one. Yeah. He wrote it for his buddies. I think it, it was like playing during church or something. And they're just, they're just like. They're yeah, they're kind of giggling, <laughs> cracking up. They're trying so hard. Like they're all the friends in that class corner, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Don't laugh, don't laugh." <laughs> like holding in so hard, but they're in church, so it's like even worse. One of them like yeah. suggested it. Like, what if you made the lyrics really funny? Good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's is good. <laughs> it, it, it's like the same thing of like me or Nick going up in front of the school and just playing like the Veggie Tales theme song. But change out all the words and put in like Cardi B lyrics. Oh, or something. so it's like Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, essentially, like, yeah, 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 exactly oh. right. Yeah, so it, it's thinking of I want to make beautiful, beautiful music, but I want to put a twist on it to where people get turned off by it, <laughs> even though it's the most beautiful thing they've ever heard. They get Wait, those goosebumps. Yeah. Didn't you play with Weird Al Yankovic on stage? I did. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Sure. Experiences. Yeah, of course. Um, Max was hoping you'd talk. I yeah. love Weird Al, okay. <laughs> uh, likewise, I grew up on him. Um, there's not a whole lot of satirical accordion players out there. Mm-hmm. So he just like stuck out to me. I was like, oh, I love this guy. Did you um, see the movie? I have not seen the movie yet. I've been dying to see it. Uh, here, Dan Recliffe is hilarious. It is. And Weird Al's in it. He just yeah, no, he, he he's just a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the amount of cameos in that movie. And also it's, yeah. it's like one of my new favorite movies. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know like... The premise mm-hmm. about it because you'd think it's just mm-hmm. like one of those musician movies where it's like mm-hmm. weird al yeah this is actually what happened apparently mm-hmm. the writers for the movie mm-hmm. made the weird al movie they like wrote it everything without researching anything at all <laughs> everything is made up it's a parody of his life yeah. and so it goes to like the most extreme mm-hmm. You gotta watch it it's, okay okay it's insanely <laughs> fun but anyways i want to hear about the real one real weird al so all right, so with Weird Al, I unfortunately did not really get to talk to him. I saw him backstage for like a brief moment, and it was like, "Oh, hey, great job!" And he was like, "Oh, thanks," and like walked off. <laughs> That's well, because, yeah, and because unfortunately, you know, we all want to talk to our famous like idols behind mm-hmm. stage, but they usually like so swamped with a like, schedule. And he was on tour, so he had to go to the next town or right after that. Mm-hmm. And I was playing with the Georgia Symphony at the time, and this was at Chesting Park. So I don't know if anyone. It's ever been there? I don't know if y'all been there. I've it's heard of it. Down, it's probably passed by. It, it's, it's near Buckhead. Oh, okay. so yeah. it, it, it's it, that it, big park, like right where there's like apartment complex. Kind of. Uh, no. So this one. Oh, it, I'm thinking it, of the other one. That's Piedmont Park. So that's like the big one downtown. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so we were. That's where um the Men I Trust concert was. It was like right by oh, Piedmont really? Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's usually where I have lots of. Festivals and concerts and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Justin Barks is a much smaller venue, but still tons of music. Great shows out there. Um, the show though was like essentially just playing a orchestra concert, but for a massive crowd. Like it was, I think one of the biggest concerts I've ever played. Like thousands of people. That's weird, huh? Of course, yeah. But I didn't think like, oh, they're gonna come see where I think of it in the Georgia Symphony, because he came back. I think this last year played with the Atlanta Symphony, mm-hmm. and they like, sold out the whole. I place. missed them. Yeah, I was me, so me too. Sad. I, I missed it too. I was upset. But um, I heard it was like a very similar concert. It was great and similar experience where people were like trying to like hound him for questions and be like, hey, how's it going? And he just like kind of went to his green room and was like, I'm good. <laughs> um, but I did get to talk to his bass player. Oh, His bass player was a trip and I loved him for this. He, he was like, you play the double bass? Dude, rock on, man. <laughs> and I was like, I was not expecting anything else from this person. He was like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's a huge oh guy. Gosh. Massive guy. And looking down at me, I was looking up, I'm like, yes, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just the absolute, like, very calm guy, but like, just play this massive show for a thousand people as if nothing happened. So he was the stereotype bass player. Yes, he was. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, he was. It was amazing. Um, and I was lucky enough to play with two people who I know very well. One was the principal bass player at George Symphony. Super sweet guy. He's an elementary school teacher in DeKalb County. And also plays with DeKalb Symphony and a bunch of other group, small groups. Um, the other person I've known since high school. Wow. Who, yeah, they, 
I, I was an all-state with them and just like known them forever. They're a fantastic bass player. Um, and yeah, it was a great concert. It was the only problem was we had to wear earpieces while we're mm-hmm. playing because we have to be able to communicate on stage with each other. Like, oh. oh, yeah. And so what happens is if someone goes across the stage or they have to move something or we're going to jump a piece, they have to be able to communicate to you. So oh, they have in-ears. No. Yeah. I brought brand new Apple AirPods. Fantastic. Brand new. Had them for a week. I left them there on stage. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Never saw them again. <laughs> and... It was a great show. I didn't even use them. Like, why we did you bring them? We were told to. Yeah. To bring AirPods. Yeah, just in case you need in ears for the show. Yeah, it was like kind of like a precaution. Like, hey, in case something changes in the show, we need to be able to communicate with you on stage. We're not gonna walk up to you and say, "Hey, they just can't do that." So that's why when when there is a show that has lots of electronic things happening behind stage so think of a sound guy someone gone with amps something going on with lighting or any stage movement they'll probably have speakers talking to you in uh headphones somewhere i couldn't imagine just like seeing the entire orchestra with the airpods and they're just like a kind of yeah (laughs) i will say a lot of musicians are not that pretentious Mm -hmm. oh somewhere including myself (laughs) but um the majority of people just have like kind of like off brand ones that just are usually black colored because mm-hmm. we want you know we have to wear all black on stage yeah. so they want to make sure it's not like bright white like very upsettingly white white mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah i was probably one of the few on stage and then even then i didn't use them and i haven't seen them since <laughs> well so. definitely not gonna find them now probably not Just yeah I, I another Two hundred dollars, whatever it is now. Above uh, Apple prices. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they just keep going up. Yeah. That's why I don't use Apple. It's Smart. Expensive. Yeah, you're better off just eating an apple instead. Ooh, keep the doctor away. Exactly. Honestly, oh yeah. No, you gotta keep Granny Smith on the phone with you. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't call the doctors. Call Granny Smith. You'll be good. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. And for anyone out there who absolutely wants to be an orchestra you get those experiences a lot when you get older when you're younger you don't really get that many i don't know if you all played with mark wood when he came through town i know some schools did but he does like tours a lot with different orchestras across the country and he's probably one of the few celebrities who comes through occasionally get like someone from Atlanta symphony but like big time celebrity Mm -hmm. groups so rare to find um the other experience i had was playing i recorded a video game soundtrack Ooh, which one which was kingdom of hearts what wait kingdom hearts wait 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 yeah. wait wait, wait, wait. wait, yeah. wait kingdom, kingdom hearts, hearts or kingdom of hearts kingdom of hearts oh okay. kingdom of hearts wait like no. as in, like the one that has like i think there are, like 13 14 versions of it i was on the soundtrack for number 10 Okay, wait a minute. I'm, and I thought what was we're Max playing. almost lost his mind. I, I know, I know. Kingdom Hearts. I was like, oh my god. Sorry, sorry, get your hopes up. Yeah, um, it was playing for the video game orchestra of Boston, and I had no idea what it was. I was like, sure, I'll join. And yeah, we're recording a contract for this game, Kingdom of Hearts. Do you know what it is? I was like, yeah, from like I was a kid. And wait, so it is Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom of Hearts. I, I'm not finding any Kingdom Heart like of Hearts games. It could be Kingdom Hearts. I thought it was Kingdom of Hearts was uh, the name of it. And I, I could just be an old man. What, what, what do the, the characters look like? I can't tell you. Because <laughs> Kingdom of Hearts, uh, King, not Kingdom of Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is like, like one of the JRPGs of all time. Even though not all the games are really that good. Everyone still is like, oh my gosh, Kingdom Hearts. Like Dearly Beloved is one of the most mm-hmm. songs ever. One of the most songs. Like Yoko Shimomura, she's like my favorite composer. Oh, it is Kingdom Hearts. Oh my, oh my god. god, it <laughs> is Kingdom Hearts. No! <laughs> you didn't tell me about this. I didn't think I had to. You're like oh a legend. My god. That's insane. Played yeah. with Yuriad Ali Yankovic and recorded Kingdom Hearts. That's <laughs> oh my god. It was an amazing time and it was one of those random moments like I never got it again. Mm-hmm. And they play all over the country, like they tour. Yeah. But it was just that day they said hey we need more bass players do you want to come record with us and this was at a radio station studio in boston called wgbh Mm -hmm. and was there for three days got to record a few of my friends it's great and i was on a video game so casual about the fact that you recorded the kingdom hearts soundtrack like at least one of them just like yeah like me and max when we were i think this was in a lost episode yeah (laughs) We mm-hmm. had, for you don't know, we record. We tried to record an episode a while back, mm-hmm. 
like December. Yeah. And then the got lost. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, SD you're, card. You're yeah, yeah right, SD right, card right, yeah. erased it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. we had like a Kingdom Hearts uh, rant for a solid ten minutes, and then you gotcha. missed that. And then you just are like, yeah, just oh yeah, I recorded yeah. on Kingdom Hearts. I actually Kingdom of Hearts. That I now know as Kingdom Hearts. I, yes, <laughs> I'm, I I know like one Kingdom Hearts fan. When he hears mm-hmm. this, he's going to like explode. Sure. Wait, did you? Yeah. You didn't see Lucas. Do you remember Lucas? Lucas. You, Lucas. He's one of the bass players. He was yeah. playing with us. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he loves Kingdom Hearts. It's like oh, he, he literally okay, like nice. wears a hoodie with like the crown yeah. and chain on it. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, I think I remember seeing that hoodie. Okay, that is amazing. Yeah, please tell him. Um, yeah, and please tell all the other bass players I do say hi because oh, definitely. I definitely do remember. Look, I've been playing a lot of orchestras. I've been playing with various different groups, been teaching all over the place. Some of my favorite memories of teaching or really of bass playing was at this school with some of the bass players, Aww. including both of you. Aww. Do you, would you ever consider coming back to do like a sectional? I would love to. Yeah. This year before we graduate. I would hope so. Uh, this would be a opportunity for. Is it Doctor Laux? Is, is Doctor Laux. Doctor. He's fancy. PhD. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, good for him. So, uh, if Doctor Laux is listening, I would be happy to stop by anytime. Um, we'll hope just be editing this. Thing. Coordinate. Hopefully, yeah. he'll be listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to stop by. Otherwise, I would love to come see a concert. Yeah, yeah. And again, you guys have like the best concert hall in all Georgia. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's insane. So We're like, spoiled. We are so spoiled. Oh, 100%. It's literally yeah. right out there. Right there. It's crazy. Just millions of dollars put into like one of the best stages ever performed yeah, on. Take with, that with, football. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Nick, we what? should do a Kingdom Hearts song for the last concert. Oh my of the god, year. we have to. And Mr. Mo could play with us. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, well, we're, you know how we do Night at the Movies? Yeah, I do. Yeah. We kind of want to make it like. Night of the pop culture. Night of the media or whatever. <laughs> right. And so I've been like, okay. I really want to play some video game song. And I've sure. been like, like, Hollow Knight or Mario and Luigi or like just Mario Galaxy. I don't even know. There's so many soundtracks out there mm-hmm. to pick from mm-hmm. that we could potentially do. Of course. But Kingdom Hearts would just be, because some of the music is just. It's, it. it's, it's beautiful. So it's so yeah. good. It's Yoko Shimomura, the goat. She's like, she's the best. She's just the she best. was at the recording. <laughs> <laughs> no! 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 No!
Kevin. Oh, was it Kevin? <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Or <laughs> like, then well, in like 20 years, they're just like super like famous and well-known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or they could have peaked. Wait, and this is it. Yeah. Did I tell you about my Weird Al Yankovic concert? Please. <laughs> my, like, the Weird Al Yankovic concert I went to was my first concert ever. Oh, um, nice. In fourth grade. Because nice. I was such yeah. a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went and it was my first concert. I'm like, Dad, are we going to get to meet Weird Al? And he said, no. He's going to be all the way up on stage. You won't see him. But, you know, you'll, okay. he'll still be there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, while we were walking, it was an outdoor <coughs> venue. Mm-hmm. Walking to our seats, and the camera crew is like, get to the side, get to the side, get to the side. We're like, what? What's going on? In his, like, tacky outfit yeah. from the music video tacky, he mm-hmm. just comes dancing through, and then he gets all up in our faces. <laughs> and and I'm like, oh, I can see the sweat drops <laughs> yeah. on his face. And... It's like a core memory. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy, my friend that that was there with me, he found the video on YouTube and we can point like point us on the nice. big board. Like it was Wow. It's crazy. That's, That's awesome. like yeah. fifteen seconds of fame. That's it. Other than oh. Chipper Jones's son like hitting me in the face with a baseball. That's it. Attaboy. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, just you don't worry, you have more brushes with fame. But better than a baseball, for sure. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my friend. Mm-hmm. He's also a huge Yoko Shimomura fan. That this happened. He's gonna like. Mm-hmm. He's gonna like freak out. Call I, your phone. He's so gonna like, find. Please, you. please, please do not give my number. <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, God, but tell me yeah, more. like definitely many core memories as well. Mm-hmm. And that that was one of them. Was playing for you. Is your name in the credits? They wouldn't. Uh, maybe it probably maybe been in, like if it was the, the orchestra, orchestra or whatever. Yeah, if it was the orchestra, you could probably find it somewhere for yeah. sure. Because um, what do you know, Mr. Cook? From he was at uh, Simpson. Harrison Cook. Yep. Yeah. And now he's over at Spray Bear. Yeah. Uh-huh. He recorded in the Destiny or Destiny Two soundtrack. Oh, yep. another he great. Did. And yeah. that's that's a great game soundtrack. Hate the game. Great game soundtrack. What? <laughs> What's wrong with Destiny Two? Your opinion we're, doesn't matter. We're now. gonna have an <laughs> argument. Anyway, find this in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like. We found his name in the credits, and he mm. had like little like uh, figures on his desk. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I played the game a little bit, and I was yeah. like. Whoa. Huge for young, yeah. <laughs> it was like four exactly, yeah. yeah. And so, like, would you all think of Mr. Cook as like some big famous guy? No, he's just a orchestra teacher, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Is like, he? he's been he's played like multiple orchestras. Well, definitely. He's played like Last Symphony. Like, he's played with. But is he in, like magazines? Uh, maybe. I mean, if he's credited in major video games, that's a pretty high level, and that could be y'all one day if you want to be. I mean, for you, it could be your compositions. For you, it could be playing bass guitar. Like, it could be for anything. I, I don't really want to go in music as job industry because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just not going to be good enough to compete with some of the other people. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't ever go in on double bass. My better instrument is bass guitar. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of the bass players out there, I just, you know, like, I'm, I struggle with slap. And, like, they're out there, like, flee, you know. I mean, I'm not competing with Fleet, but like some of them are just cracked, insane. Yeah. Couldn't do that. Right, and just so you know, I had the exact same thought when I was your age. Like oh, identical really? on bass. Like yeah, it was the exact same. Where I'm competing with all these other bass players, and unfortunately, there are more bass guitar players than there are upright bass players. Oh, definitely. so I, I had like a slight edge, mm-hmm. but I still had the thought process of I'm definitely not good enough. Why am I doing this? I'm wasting my time. And what changed was diving in. Just do it and try, put, what do you, you know, why am I thinking of the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? Mm -hmm. If I actually tried, could I get what I want? And I did. And like, I've toured around the world. I've performed with some of the famous people. I just played Weird Al. Like that's a weird weird statement to say. That's the one though. (laughs) If you like Weird Al, you're like, what? Yeah, and that freaked me out too. Like I still have, like all the memorabilia from that show. And like, it's something I think of fondly in my oh past. My like, it was amazing. And I didn't know I was gonna do that when I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. No idea. And I listened to him in fourth grade. Like, yeah, cause he's, I, been, he's been around since the eighties. He's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. You no, know, no, Max, you could play with Yoko Shimomura. Yoko Shimomura, no. I, I can't pronounce it. Her power is too great. I would, <laughs> but, I would just like that's get incinerated. But you never know. So the beauty of music is that because it's such a huge field, and it's a very small population within it, you can pretty much plan anything. Yeah, like, yeah. when you first got out of college, like, mm-hmm. what kind of happened? Were you just like, I'm gonna go join the orchestra, or were you kind of like, uh? Right, <laughs> so I definitely 
I, I was in a weird spot in my life. So I was trying my best to be acclimated to Atlanta again. Like I just moved from Boston back to Atlanta. Mm. And I had no connections out here. I was gone for five years. No one knew who I was anymore. They were like, Oh, <laughs> grad, grade? Am, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, it's like knowing who I was. Anything I had, semblance of high school version of me, did just poofed, vanished. And when I came back, I just had to like figure out what to do. So I ended up going into working in music sales at Music and Arts. Oh, my yeah, gosh. and it was amazing. Except not at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, um, I've been thinking yeah. about working in. Music. It's a great place to work. work. Yeah, as like a place to work and be around music, it's great. But the challenge was at the time, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I was like, find myself every day to go to this job that just sucked. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And I wanted to be a bass player. I wanted to teach. I wanted to do these things. I know how to do it. And while I was there, I figured out how to do it. So it's a good place to kill time, play music. I met some of my best friends there. And while I was there, I got to meet people who were in the industry who were like, hey, I had me passing through town. Do you guys have cables? I was like, wait, who are you? It's like, oh yeah, I'm actually like in this famous band, blah, blah. And like, I met <laughs> multiple famous people like that. Like famous, like B minus level famous who were like, you've probably heard their music before, but like you don't recognize their name. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I know your music. I don't know you personally. Cool. Um, but you know, you get those connections through there. And so it's a great place to work. Um, but that's what I did when I first came back and just kind of bounced around job to job. Worked at Ron Sachs for a while. That was interesting. <laughs> um, and then uh, while I was there, I started teaching more. And then I fell in love with teaching. And that's when I started teaching here. Uh-huh. In fact, when I auditioned or had my interview with uh, the former teachers here, uh, Ms. Damel and Mr. Giel. I, don't know. I miss Mr. Giel. Uh-huh. Yep, fantastic guy. I miss him too. I haven't seen him in a long time. I need to reach out to him. And they met me at Ron Sachs at the store really? and, and just interviewed me on the spot. And they were like, yeah, you got the job huh. to be like a clinician here. And I just started teaching more at other schools and I just stopped losing interest in Ron Sachs. So I quit and was teaching full time and gigging full time and doing I was like a professional musician. And then COVID. COVID <laughs> just put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like any dreams you have, nope, gone. Whatever you want to do as a musician, can't do it anymore. Unless you figure out a way to do it online. It took me like six months to figure that Composing. out. Composing. Right. And so I would try to write music and like get into beat making and DJing uh, and do this kind of thing. And I, just, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> when I was in college, I did it for fun, but like I couldn't like get back into it. And I was like, I'm not into this. And so. Winograd, professional beatboxer. <laughs> essentially, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like, oh, do you want me to play professional spoons? Oh, I got you. Yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. But it was a challenge because um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have a backup. And that's. It was during that time I figured out what do I really want to do, like, with my time on this planet. And it hit me, like, maybe I should do something outside of music really push my boundaries and that's why i went back to school and like started mm-hmm. doing other things completely outside of music something i've never done before i was like why not and that's why like thinking of i do not fit in here or i'm not good enough the imposter syndrome is real but the only way to get rid of it to me was to just keep going while still having that thought in the back of your head it will be there no matter what it's just you have to keep going forward it's just it will always want to stop you but if you keep going forward, it can't stop you. So that's sort of how I ended up now getting out of the music industry, where I still teach a couple of lessons here and there. She'll teach a couple of schools, but it's mostly now just random gigs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a couple bands, played a, still play with the Georgia Symphony, but it's mostly just now focusing on learning new things outside of music. So in case, hopefully not, another COVID happens like. COVID-23, Ugh. we're not gonna let that happen, guys, all right? But in case it does happen, now I have another backup. That is so, nice. Yeah, so that's where I'm at these days. So it's, it's yeah. more of like hobby-ish. Now it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I went to one of the best schools, like I have a great education behind it, so I can do it for the rest of my life, be okay with it. But if it's just that only skills that you have, it's gonna limit what you can do with your life. And so 
it's great to learn if you want to learn coding or if you want to learn how to be a poet if you want to learn how to be a mechanic or a carpenter or a secretary i don't know but like whatever you want to be something else is a great skill to have and then also do music on the side if that's what you want to do if you want to do just music pull in there but you have to put everything into it it's so hard. problem is for me like the mm-hmm. two things i'm good at mm-hmm. are music and art those mm-hmm. are like the two least profitable jobs. Some of them, yeah. And it feels like, well, I mean, heck, you know, I could, you know, do a boring sales job. Yeah. And I mean, I could do it, but like, I probably wouldn't be super amazing at it or like, mm. and I probably wouldn't enjoy it. Oh, yeah, right. Wait. We got like a few minutes. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, yeah. I've, I've been, cause I mean, I'm going into college. Right, you know, and, so, and I got to yeah. start thinking about that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what do I want to do? What do I want to major in? I've been thinking mm-hmm. about like something zoology or biology related because I've been taking zo and I've been really enjoying it. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're in biology, I'm in zoology. Yeah. <laughs> but zo has been like my favorite classes like yeah. all year, and I've never had that before. I've never had like an actual academic class that I've been like, this is awesome. Um, That's amazing. So yeah. I've been thinking about that, but I don't know because mm-hmm. it feels like a saturated field, like. There's a lot of people in that field, and I don't even know the jobs in that field. And I'm just right. figuring it out. So. And you don't have to have the answers right now. And that's kind of the beauty of college is when you get there, you have time. You have four years. And if you go to grad school or if you go to get a doctorate, you essentially have over a decade to figure out what you want to do. If you do not have it figured out in a decade, that's fine too. Life is not about figuring everything out by 18, by 22, by 30, by 45, by 95. It doesn't matter. It's do you want to do the thing that you want to do and how are you going to do it? And it could be anything. You could be the janitor at a zoologist clinic, but you're still <laughs> surrounded by it. And then you could find a way to get in. That's mm-hmm. your way in. And then eventually you build rapport with people and like, oh, well, I want to do this. And like, oh, cool. You should try this. And then like, you, that's how you get in. But that's just one way. And there's thousands of ways to do it. And if you start now, whatever you want to do, zoology, biology, music, uh, Secretary school. I don't know why I'm going to keep going to secretary school. But whatever it may be, you can start now and end up in a few years not wanting to do it at all. And so it's just more just why not try to learn it? And if it's great and you love it, keep going. And if not, there's no harm in getting away from it. It's not you got tattooed on your forehead. I'm going to be this. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to get the tattoo on your forehead, I don't recommend it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which makes me think of a Snickers commercial. Mm-hmm. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> yep. If you're going to have anything tattooed on your head, that's a great one to have. No regrets. I want that tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so irresponsible, but it's <laughs> it's so funny. And like everyone knows that ad too. I mentioned course, it to yeah. anyone's like, oh, no regrets. Yeah. It'd be like uh, Snickers guy. I don't even like yeah. Snickers that much. Oh, so. uh, yeah. I got I've you. Never yeah. Had a Snickers bar in like years. You say, yeah. Maybe but since like, like trick or treating or something. I, well, the yeah. thing is, I don't really eat chocolate on Halloween that much because mm. I like fruity candies like gummies uh, gotcha. and okay. stuff so sure. like you know Good just kind of give it to my dad yeah, but when you're hungry and you're not yourself you just gotta see have a see there you go <laughs> it's beautiful the, it's the Marilyn Monroe ad by the way this is sponsored by Snickers it is yeah <laughs> sponsored by Snickers okay. for legal reasons that's well, a joke um, <laughs> I think we're out of time okay uh, sadly yeah, yeah I, I do appreciate the time you guys gave me to come down here get in this old office again actually was at this desk was where i did the hybrid classes mm-hmm. where i was teaching y'all you're just online. like really are we giving you trauma i thought you were well, flashbacks no i wasn't here <laughs> really for the first bit where it was just online uh hybrid where it was like in class mm-hmm. and in person was out there okay yeah. Yeah, that was purely online just sitting here staring at everyone just like listen one at a <laughs> time like, oh yeah, i'm sure you remember those days well here's the thing like i kind of during COVID at one point stopped going to orchestra class on I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, probably I'm are. Aware, you know, I took attendance, yeah. Because I just like, I just, I, you know, I'm like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. I just, I'd rather take a lunch break. And that's fair. Um, you came close to quitting too, right? Yeah, I actually, I, that, yeah. I was going to quit at one point, but then, I don't know. I just stuck with it a little longer. And then look how far you came. You're in chamber I, I like playing orchestra. cool music. One of my favorite classes. It's go. just COVID. Getting through COVID was like that yeah. bass sat there and I did not play. Because, I mean, I just have the better option mm-hmm. like right there. Like I remember um, I had many conversations with Carson. Which Carson? Do you remember him? He was in your class. Oh, Carson. 
Carson Thomas. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember. And we had similar conversations where it was just, you don't want to be there. And I understand. So I'm glad you took the time to just take a mental health break and just be like, I need to focus on eating and not getting stressed out by playing bass in front of a computer. Well, also like online school was kind of tough for me. Uh, it was just like, yeah. oh, I'm sitting at a computer, just staring at a screen. I could mm -hmm. be doing anything else. Yeah. And just start playing like video games or whatever. There you go. Um, yeah. So, but we yeah. all made it through it. We and did. Now we're at this point where we're healthier, we're better, we're smarter, wiser, and on way less Zoom calls, which is amazing. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Like we were originally <laughs> going to put you on a Zoom, Zoom call. Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny story. We, we like, at least yeah. I thought. No, I did too. He did too. We mm. we thought we were just gonna call him in, but then he just. Yeah, we thought. Showed up. Yeah. Yep. We, we were just like, oh really yeah, scary. we're, we're yeah. waiting for you to call him, and then Max is like, yeah, you should do it on Facetime and not um, phone, so that way it sounds better. And then mm -hmm. Mo kind of texts me. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm just like uh, just pulled up, and then we're just kind of like, <laughs> just look outside. Who's this random guy wandering around the school? Yeah. <laughs> scary. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's some strange white man staying outside like <laughs> I, I he's frightening me i don't know what's going on yeah um but no i really appreciate you guys uh inviting me down here it was amazing great to see you guys learned a lot of stuff it's definitely yeah. great to see you too yeah it's yeah. been like a while a long time yeah <laughs> all right i think that's it we yeah. do the outro Thank you for listening. For more information, visit lassiterorchestra.org.